Yes, yes team, welcome to another episode of the Total Mental Performance Podcast. Today we have a very, very special guest. Her name is Anna Moon. Anna has been, she is one of TMP's first ever clients. She, I think she is the longest serving client uh, as well here at TMP. She's an absolute superstar. Just seeing the growth and the trajectory she's been on the past two and a half years, it's mental to look back at her and say it's been two and a half years, but it's been absolutely inspiring. Uh, and I know you're going to get a ton of value. She did do a short podcast. She's one of the first ever guests, actually, uh, when we launched a podcast in December 2021. Go back and check that out. Um, but we're going to be really running through a lot of the content in there here today. Moondog, welcome back to the pod. Thanks. It's been a while. The OG. <laughs> it's been a while since we had you on the pod, that's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, but Thank just you. tell everyone, for everyone that doesn't know who, who Moondog is. What's, uh, what is it that you do? I am an online coach, probably like most people who work with you. Um, but yeah, I owe, I'm the owner of Train Nirvana. Um, I started Train Nirvana about a year before I actually met Kieran. So uh, back end of 2020, yeah, in 2020. Um, I was personal training before that, but now obviously we're all focused on online coaching. Uh, there are four of us as well. I am also an ultimate hybrid athlete. <laughs> uh, so I'm obsessed with my training, love running, love weightlifting. Um, but yeah, that's me and my life really. Work and training and I love it. <laughs> and think back to um, when we first started. So we met at uh, Adam Haley's Inner Circle event in Dubai and this is right after COVID as well. So this is right the yeah. first real event for, for a couple of years where people were actually meeting up in, in person. Uh, and if he's going to paint a picture of where you're at in that moment, like when we compare who you are, where you are today and where you are then, you had a really successful business. You had an Instagram following of a couple hundred thousand followers. You had everything on paper you could possibly want, yet didn't quite line up, did it? No. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, I had 240K on Instagram. Business, business had grown well, obviously, after joining Adam. I was living for a year and um yeah we, we was doing i did my i think i did my first game month just before that event um yeah like on paper everything was great but inside it was really funny because i didn't i just didn't really realize at the time and it, it was obviously just upon sort of meeting you i was like mm, i think i need this but I, I was so i think the word anxious is used like heavily nowadays i was fucking anxious like everything I was like a, like a boiling kettle, like just waiting to flip off. Like everything triggered me. Uh, I felt so restless, unsettled. I wasn't sleeping. I was so, so stressed. Um, and it was funny because I was like, this is everything that I've ever wanted. And I feel horrific. I just, yeah, it just felt so out of control. I just felt unsettled 24-7, you know, like on edge and like, ugh, frustrated all the time. So yeah, like... I don't even know how I survived feeling like that <laughs> compared to now. Yeah, and you know, you've been you've been doing this online game for for a few years now, more than three, four years. So you've been you've been around you've been around it and you've been consistent and you've stayed in the game and you've built a really incredible coaching business off the back of it. But in that first year, sometimes you can get so caught up in the numbers, in the metrics in all the things that you perceive to have be done, you start valuing, not necessarily the wrong things, but you start putting your value, your personal value on things that you cannot control. And that was a big part of what was happening at that time, if you remember. 
yeah yeah I was all of my all of my success was based on numbers like 110 percent. like it was all about hitting the 10k month like everything was going to be great once I hit that and I just needed to hit it I just wanted to hit it quite similar to when someone just wants to hit a scale number um but it's no different to how our clients are there's no value in it it doesn't make you feel good and actually it's made me feel worse when I hit it I was like this is it <laughs> nothing feels different and I was so focused on my Instagram obviously following my engagement used to just like literally pull me through the floor um and it just used to make me feel I used to make myself feel about it worthless you know that's my you know impression of myself was like it's just not enough you're just not doing enough like, I don't feel good so yeah everything was focused on numbers everything everything else went out the window apart from earn more money have more clients have more followers have better engagement and it yeah, it, it was just absolutely wrong path to be down. I see this a lot with, with clients that have so larger social media followings is they often over rotate on things like engagement and story views and, you know, is their following growing um, as an insider into that world and having experienced that? How did that play out for you and how is it holding you back? Oh, it was it was probably one of the biggest things holding me back. Like it was one of the biggest limitations for me is because I think also as well, like people put an assumption on you, first of all, as well, that if you have a lot of like in terms of number, that you should automatically be more successful. Um, but it bridged it, it had a few gaps in itself because I was so focused on doing the right thing, getting more engagement and po posting things to get more engagement rather than posting things that I actually needed to, to be a good coach. And it wasn't that I didn't know those things or understand what people needed for me as a coach. It's just that I was almost like too afraid to post it because I wanted to grow my following. So like I wouldn't post as many transformations or client things because I knew that a picture of me and my leggings would do better. And it was just so backwards, but you when you're in that trap of growing an Instagram following, that is your primary focus of like more, 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 because you think it's been better. But I couldn't have been any more skin when I had the most followers I've ever had. Um, and I was earning more money when I had my, made my, when I deleted it and made my train of animal one, I had 300 followers. I had more money then than, than <laughs> um, but yeah, it will be, and it is, it's really common. I, when I speak to a, a lot of people that I know that are still influencers, um, they don't, they don't have they don't have a huge amount of success out of it some people yeah but not many people especially coaches and that decision to delete it how did that change the game for you and now you look back how did that serve you oh incredibly because it just allowed me to be me it allowed me to post things that I really wanted to post rather than oh my god it used to be a weekend I used to be like oh I've got to go and get ready I've got to go to London because I've got to get pictures from my Instagram or I've got to get this, I've got to do that. Whereas now it's like, I, st I was like, I'll post whatever the freaking hell I like. And it was all about clients and it was all about their journeys. And it just allowed me to start from fresh. And also for me, like I was in the inner circle and everyone was like, oh, it must be really easy for you. And I hated it. Like it made me feel really shit. Cause I was like, well, why am I not doing better? Should not, why should I should be doing better? Cause I've got these people. Um, so I thought like it was a massive decision and it was a scary one, but obviously I deleted it and, started I'd started my other one a little bit before so I had like 300 followers um but it just allowed, it allowed me to grow like train of honor would not be as it is now if I didn't make that decision to delete it all and, and regrow and just invest fully into the coaching and it was an interesting moment this is before you did that but where you hit burnout 
And I think a lot of people throw the word burnout around, but I actually mean is they're just a bit fatigued. We talk about burnout, we're talking on the floor, what I call a kitchen floor reset, crying your eyes out, don't want, don't want to do this anymore, can't sleep, yeah. absolutely in a in a in a tough place. And you went there through that hard work, through that pushing and pushing and pushing. If you could just give our audience a bit of context about when we're talking about burnout, this is the level of burnout that, that you hit. Yeah, yeah, that, and I, I agree. I think it's it's really easy to say that, but I, when, when you say that, like the one thing that rings to my mind is that I remember one of my friends come around to see me and I literally have not got off the sofa for like two and a half days. I could not get up. I couldn't get up, could not stop crying. And I know the, the challenges I, I had as I was working from, I was waking up, working from 5am I was just relentless all day till like nine half nine but it wasn't enjoyable it was painful working it was like I've got so much shit to do you know I remember having like bloodshot eyes I never used to sleep did I I literally we went through six months didn't we of work of trying to get me to sleep you know I I was just awake up until like one two in the morning and it I just I couldn't like I didn't want to walk I didn't want to do anything I couldn't do anything but the only thing I would switch myself onto is work but I was working out of pain and I wasn't delivering a good service, but it was, I remember that when, when we first had the conversation, you were like, you need to let your clients go. Like, and I remember having to let people go and it was for the best thing because I couldn't cope with it all and I couldn't manage it all. And I was just, it was just horrendous. It was just so awful. I, I've never cried so much in all my life and just not been able to like function. And it was just such a strange feeling. Um, but I remember when, when we almost like discovered it, that was when I couldn't like that was that was the hardest thing like that was the hardest thing was accepting that that's where I was and what did I need to do to move forward from it um but yeah it's definitely not something to be taken lightly and I think there's definitely a difference between like feeling stressed and you know being busy compared to like not being able to get up off the sofa and, and then consequently not being able to sleep you know those two things just yeah they were awful yeah when you reach that point of do I even want to do this anymore? Do I want to be here anymore? I can't fucking move. Like that's it's a tough place. And I've been in that. I didn't leave my parents' house for two weeks when I hit burnout. Uh, and I had a really, really tough time, but you do have to rebuild. And, and in this situation, um, this is almost a word of warning to, to coaches that are intent on growing really quick. If you chase the money, remember, you've got to deliver on that. And if you take on too yeah. many clients, you're going to be overwhelmed and stressed just because you can take on that many clients doesn't necessarily mean it's a smart thing to do because your energy drops, your love of the game drops, your burnout starts to creep in and your service drops. And and luckily I think we caught your business at that point where if you were to scale back, it wouldn't have been the end of the world. And that was a tough decision, but it was a place of, well, look, you sometimes you have to go backwards in order to go forwards. Sometimes your business has to shrink in or from a revenue perspective in order for you to grow as an entrepreneur and as a coach in order to expand it. And you're in that place where I've got too many clients, too much delivery. I can't handle this. And at the time, because you were so fixated on the numbers, it was a real kick in the teeth. But actually, you've been through those and we've observed your journey over the last couple of years. You've been through moments where it's expanded and then it's contracted and it's expanded, it's contracted. And the way that you handle those now compared to back to then is completely different. But yeah, you know, that that point, I remember it clearly, was a case of, Anna, unless you want to really fuck this up and let everyone down, you're going to have to let some clients go whilst you rebuild. And when you look back on it, 
you really started to accelerate months after that decision to towards the position that that you're in you're in now you talk a lot about i was driven by pain to build this business i was driven by pain to do all of this um what was the pain what was it that was driving all of this pressure all of this stress all of this i've got to go 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 i've got to hit these numbers i've got to be successful i've got to look a certain way i've got to be a certain way what was driving that not being good enough like uh, it was an old belief that obviously we've managed to dig up and boot the hell out the door but it was just all not doing well enough not being good enough needing to do better needing to prove myself of of those things and i think i've always been the type of person that seemed to have I've done well in what i've done because i'm a very determined person and i will go to burnouts before i quit on the, like i did there but that's just been a massive learning lesson for me is like go 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 is not the answer all the time um but that yeah that was a massive thing for me it was like can i prove myself and i think even when i deleted that instagram and then obviously started again that was in the midst of this and i think that obviously pushed me but it pushed me it pushed me in a good way sometimes but you know in this first case it wasn't a great way and it was just it was a point to prove to no like to nobody like who gives a shit what anyone else is making like but it was it was very much the mentality of when we started coaching online coaching wasn't a massive thing when i first started i was one of the first people in adam haley's um, business and it was very much like we were very focused on money so i was very driven by my environment of it um, and I think that's now made it so important to me to not understand what other people are doing so that I can't compare. And I, you know, therefore I'm good enough for me because, you know, it's not, it doesn't matter knowing what, you know, what other people do is not important. You know, you, you have to focus on yourself hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. And where did that point to prove come from? Well, they're not good enough. Go layer back. Where was the where were the beliefs born? I'm not good enough. Where did that message happen? Where was it that that went? Whether that was as a child or as a teenager, where you went, you know what, this is why. That was we went back to, wasn't it? Was with my dad because my my parents had a really. Is that the were we to go into that time? Yeah, go go where yeah. your mind takes yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, it was it was from from my parents. I had a, a really shit like teenage um like teenage block of growing up my parents got divorced and my dad was he's just not a very nice person and I was we were never good enough for him you know there was always we always felt that everything that we did was never good enough he never was the father or the dad that I ever needed and, and still isn't to this day and I was always holding on to hoping I think that subconsciously if I did well I could you know prove a point that I would be good enough and it's crazy because you never even think about these things and I'm definitely not the type of person to blame blame past on present. Um, but it took working with you to understand that even if I decided to or not, it was a massive part of what I was doing. Um, and I was just driven by the wrong things. I was just driven by that not that feeling, that need to never fail and always succeed and always be the best that I, I could. Um, and that, that was that pain driving me forward. But now we've undug it and understood it, I've been able to process it and understand, okay, well, now we don't need to operate like that yeah and you have a fear of excuses and one thing you you take <laughs> you over rotate on responsibility you're like 
it's all my fault. It's all my fault. It's all me, which is great because most of the world is the opposite. It's everyone else's fault. You, you, you went too far the other way. They're getting you yeah. to actually realize that, you know, you, some of this stuff actually, it's not, it's not your fault. And accepting that and letting go of that, I think was, was really hard, but looking at you now and, and the way that you've, you've worked through that has been great. There'll be a lot of people that will resonate with this and they'll have a fear. Yeah. But cause you process that in a positive way, which is, well, I'm going to achieve my way out of this versus I'm going to self-destruct my way out of this. And that is most yeah. of our TMP clients. They are, they're ambitious go-getters. They want to win. They want to achieve. And it's sometimes driven by that, that pain. But there's a lot of people that are afraid. Well, if I let go of that part of me, it doesn't feel good enough. If I let go of that pain, that pain is the thing that's made me successful today. I'm afraid that I can't be successful without it. As somebody that has worked through that and is now operating out of light and love and abundance and growth, what would you say to them? It's the most freeing thing, letting go of it, because it doesn't like if you're an ambitious person, you're an ambitious perfect person. If if you're operating, like you said, there's two types of people in the world. There's people that will make a reason for everything when they can't do anything. And I am the polar opposite. And you tend to find that people operate that operate out of pain successfully are the type of people that are ambitious anyway. So your ambition doesn't just leave just because you let go of a really shit experience that you've had in your past. So I think for me it's just actually enabled me to be the ambitious person the driven person like if it's in your nature it's in your nature it doesn't leave you can't help it you can't help but want to do more and it's effortless for you so i think actually just finally letting go of that can actually just allow you to operate how you actually truly should um and you'll you'll always be driven towards those things like if if you are now it doesn't go you don't just get lazy overnight um i think people are born lazy (laughs) it's just in their nature so yeah, I think if it's in your blood, it's in your blood and you, you won't ever lose it. In my opinion. Yeah. And <laughs> I remember um I remember one of my old chief revenue officers when I was working in software in London said to me, He goes, Kieran, you're driven. A lot of people think they're driven, but you are driven. And I never understood it. And then I worked with a performance psychologist. And she said the same thing. And I said, somebody else said that. What does that actually mean? And the thing is, and if we look, particularly if we look at, and this is my observations after that, but essentially what they said to me was, well, some people are just there to just do shit. They just want to get on for whatever reason, whether it's love, light and abundance, whether it's darkness, pain and chaos, it doesn't matter. Some people just are. And what I've noticed in the world right now is um, driven has become sexy. Driven has become uh, attractive driven is the thing that you know our society is actually pushing but not everybody is actually driven not everybody wants to put in 10 to 12 hour days because they're just fucking so obsessed in, in what they do and they love what they do and they want to go after it there's a lot of people that are pretending to be driven when actually they're okay with how they are it's just they've been caught up in all the noise and that's a really hard distinction to make particularly if you identify with that with that label but I always called this the overachievers paradox. And I always put this in my presentations, which is the fear of if it was pain and chaos that got me success, if I let go of that, I can't be successful without it. But like you said, even though you make those shifts, the drive's not gonna go away. It's just the way in which you use your energy is gonna be different. The way in which you push yourself is gonna be different. And if we look at your journey, the way that you push yourself and drive yourself now is completely different to even six months ago, 12 months ago, 18 months ago, that, that progression and that journey. 
it's uh it's amazing to see what would you say the key differences are now with how you think feel and perform in relation to your work and and, and business and life versus perhaps the frames that you were operating out of before i think the um the frame that i was operating out before was fear so it was like am I going to lose this all? Is this all not going to work for me? Am I not going to get where I wanted to be? Because it was like this fear of not being good enough was constantly there. And that that was almost that point to prove. And I think as I've started to come out of that journey, it's it's so different now. Like, it's not stressful. Like, if we lose 10 clients, I'm like, life goes on. All is well. It's okay. And it took me so like It's literally taken me like two years to get there, to not cry over somebody leaving Trader Vanna. Um, and it's... It's now actually just being able to operate out of, like you said, that abundance of being like, it's fun to grow. It's cool. Like we could we could do more like this business could be more. And because I've now been able to let that go and be in that person, it is easier. The business grows better. We operate better. Everybody's happier. And it's you don't realize that when you're operating out of that pain, you're frustrated and I always think you've got this like chi about you. We always <laughs> chi. Um, you've got a chi about you and people can sense it. Like your clients can sense it. Your Instagram can sense it. When you're operating out of desperation, it shows. Like if you are constantly, constantly at it, like, you know, always using things like scarcity and things like that, like you can see it because you're operating out of fear. And so many great things will come when you stop operating out of that fear and stop driving from that because you can operate in such more relaxed way and you can think clearly and, and everything just seems to roll better. Um, you know, and I, I think it, it, relays into so many different aspects of my life like you know I'm not scared to go and push on my performance and things like that in addition now to my business because I know that they supplement each other because I'm not scared I'm not scared to start work like today I started work at quarter to 10 but it's okay you know I can still run a business I'm not operating out of fear needing to be on my laptop at 5am I'm like I do a good job when I'm sat at my laptop but I also you know because I'm not operating out of fear anymore I can go and, and do my training and enjoy myself as well I hope that answered the question. It does. How much lighter does that feel? How much more productive does that feel with the flow that you've got now versus perhaps the flow that you were working with before? 10 times better. Like I'm not, I haven't have got Sunday anxiety. I think it's like the biggest thing for an online coach. I don't have it. You know, like I said to you, I just went on holiday. It was the first like full week I had off in a year, which is again, like a massive stepping stone in our progress. Um, but it felt great. I felt light. I wasn't stressed. I wasn't worried because when you're not operating out of fear and this old belief that you've got, you can actually just enjoy the fact and understand that your business is not going to crumble because you're on holiday for a week, you know, and it, it just allows you to finally be the ambitious person that you want to be. And I think that's that's how it feels for me now. Love that. Absolutely love that. And really now you're in a place of optimization. And as we look back, this is quite an interesting conversation for us to, to dive into, is we look back at where you were <clears throat> right at the beginning of the process, there was a hell of a lot of limiting beliefs. And once we'd cleared up those limiting beliefs, and we'd worked through things like trauma and challenging emotions, and we'd, we'd done all of that groundwork, there was still a level of emotional instability that was, that was happening. And we were trying to understand, well, what's going on here like what's what's really driving that because we knew they weren't limiting beliefs there was something else that that was was coming up and just tripping tripping you up out of nowhere every now and then yeah. what do you know 
what do you now realize was that was? And this is really important for female yeah. coaches listening. Definitely, because that was one of the biggest things, wasn't it? It's because we'd done all this work and we were like, it's great. And then we were having like one-to-one sessions, weren't we? And we were like, there's nothing to uncover. Like, I feel like it was dealt with. And I have endometriosis, so most women will know what that is. And I've had an operation. Um, but I think for me, like, like going back to what you said, is I am like 150% a non-excuses person. I don't, but I don't give myself pardon for anything. So if you follow me on Instagram, you will see I never miss a training session. It's just not even an option for me because I'm so committed to not giving any excuses. It doesn't matter how I feel. So that also relayed into my own health. And for me with the endometriosis, if you understand what it is, if you don't, you know, go and have a little research on it, it's a massive, massive play on your hormones. That is uncontrollable because I won't go into the details of it, but we have an extra release of hormones throughout the body. So for me, I had the operation and I sort of just passed it behind my head because I was like, yeah, it's just one of those things. But I didn't give myself the knowledge or understanding to actually understand it. And what was happening was every single month, it was just absolutely wiping me through the floor, but it wasn't at any set time. I would have you know days and days where I just wouldn't stop crying. My energy was so low, I couldn't get off the sofa and we just couldn't understand what was going on. And I think now that's the next thing that we've done, isn't it? Is we've gone into understanding different aspects of body, especially as a female. A lot of the time you think that there's something so wrong with you, but if you've done a lot of the work and you've uncovered it, you could just actually be struck down by your hormones. So for me, that was, yeah, that was a massive thing. And now being able to understand and have a traffic light system for what to do on those days where, you know, I do feel so exhausted or I am just, leaking tears for no reason um i can now operate even better because that was that become a massive hindrance for me didn't it yeah so essentially what would happen is anna would get into a pattern where things are okay and then boom uh everything's going wrong the world's ending crying struggling to get out of bed having a really 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 tough time and then everything's fine it was like there was it was almost to the point where it become cyclical and i remember if we if we think about your inability to accept excuses or your previous inability to accept excuses because some of them aren't excuses but i i i would gently put because i knew if i if i push too hard on this she's going to reject potentially what's going on here so i floated the idea well if you consider it's the hormones yeah it could be but it's just no you didn't want to accept that there might be something outside of your control that is yeah that is causing this and as we slowly started to introduce that idea really when you deny yourself empathy and love when it comes to a hormone perspective um, you're always going to be stuck and you're always going to be trapped because you're not actually allowing yourself to feel you're not actually allowing yourself to be and you, you know hormones bloody hell they can really just just completely warp your entire world but from that point and this is very interesting for anybody just in the performance coaching world is what I got Anna to do was to start tracking her hormones. She got a hormone and you still use it to this day, right? Yeah. 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 But I just start tracking her hormones so we can start to understand, okay, well, what are the patterns? Because it's all well and good us having ideas, but let's go and get some data. So we didn't have enough data at that point. And as you started to get the data, you started to understand, oh, hang on a minute. Yeah. There is a little bit of a pattern that's going on. And actually maybe, Maybe this isn't just me. Maybe maybe there are things outside of my control. And as soon as you've got that data and you can start to understand, okay, well, here's the data. Here's what I can actually do with that. Well, it just allows you to surrender because 
the data is the data. So for me, I did lots of life tracking, a spreadsheet of things like energy, focus, mood, how often I was training, my calories, my supplements, um, alcohol, all of those various different things. And I started to see that, okay, every time I drink alcohol, anxiety spikes, uh, my productivity drops, brain fog goes up and I'm, I'm less happy. And that was really clear because then I had the data. Well, I don't drink alcohol anymore. It's completely changed the game for me because it's just so obvious. But when it's a perception and you're relying on memory and emotions, it's very blurry. So once we had that data set, Anna could then make much better decisions. So it was from there when we go, okay, well, this is what, and this is what she talks about the traffic light system. This is what red hormonal Anna looks like. This is what yellow uh, hormonal Anna looks like. And this is what green hormonal Anna looks like. And what we were able to do is we were able to pinpoint the various different signs that each of those, those get green, that amber and red. And this can go for anyone listening to this. This has got absolutely nothing to do with hormones. I do this for my clients for energy. I do this for myself around productivity. My team know whether I'm in red, amber, green. I'm now understanding the team's own red, amber and green. And, and you can use this to communicate with your partner, your friends, your family, your clients, all of it. And once we had that, it, you basically do three key things. You look at the signs. You look at the work. So if you exclude, exclude business as usual tasks, the things that you need to be doing every single day, um, but what type of tasks to work in, in red, amber, and green. Uh, and then also what, what do you actually need? What support do you need from your partner? What support do you need from yourself? So when you go to red, amber, and green, it can be an absolute game changer because you know where you're at and you can really surrender to that versus no excuses. You shouldn't be feeling like that. It's like, well, no, I'm, I'm in the red. And I think that for you, I, I, I've sensed has, has been a big step change for you insofar as your performance and, and where you're at. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like it's it's been, and again, like it's so easy to make excuses. I feel like we're in a society of excuses, <laughs> you know, especially when it comes down to things like hormones as well. You know, I experience people as a coach, I experience people doing it all the time. If like there is always a reason to not do something. And um, I always have a fear of being that person, you know, I don't like it. So um it, it's just really given me the ability to give myself permission uh, and i think as an online coach and a business owner like one of your biggest challenges is like accepting that you can't be 10 out of 10 productive all the time you've just got to accept it and when i used to get frustrated with myself and not being able to do the things that i wanted to do it just used to make me feel worse whereas now i'm like do you know what it's got to be a two two three p.m end day and i've got to lay on the sofa and here's what it is but we'll try again tomorrow and, that, and like it's just given me the permission and now i actually have those days far less because I think mentally I'm more switched on to just giving myself permission on the green and amber days to go for it. And the red just don't come off as much, which is good. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. And how much easier is it now to navigate from a performance perspective and a personal life perspective now that you have that clarity on the red and the amber and the green? Yeah. Yeah. So much better. So much better, especially with, you know, for me training, like it doesn't matter if I'm red or not, I'm still able to, to push myself because it's my true and utter passion and priority but from like a relationship perspective as well and with work it's just yeah it's just allowed me to operate so much better and I feel so much calmer in control and it's yeah it's really nice it's good what would you say to a coach perhaps a female coach that's listening to this and going yeah I think maybe the hormones are tripping me up I haven't done a lot of work on the emotional side perhaps limiting beliefs or mindset coaching or mental performance coaching but what would you say to a coach that's perhaps doing the, both the dances of limiting beliefs and mindset and emotional work as well as the, the hormonal side? 
it's no different to how we ask clients to invest in themselves to improve body composition the health it's no different with your mind but if you're a business owner and you're not working on those things you're constantly just going to hit a brick wall so it's just about accepting like you said surrendering and understanding that you need to do the work into those things like that you do like if you want to be a high performer those things are inevitable you know those the people all the people that are high performers are entrepreneurs have invested especially into their mind you know it's not just about how you look you can have a six-pack but if your head's fucked you go nowhere so it's you know use that time and and money to invest into your own mindset and understand it because when you can get control on it and like you said as soon as you've laid it out and you've got it on paper and you understand it you can just process it so much easier and you can understand it and how's it changed your business because a lot of people don't make the connection that their mind is pretty much everything because business is all psychology business is all just the way in which we make decisions one of the best things i ever heard in business <clears throat> pardon me one of the best things i ever heard in business was uh, uh business is generally a load of people walking into a room saying words and leaving <laughs> and all right in the digital world there's a bit more to it but generally that is kind of what business is it's some people go into a room they share some ideas they kind of send a few emails they build a few computer systems and then out it it, it goes you know what i mean like technically a factory doesn't start moving until somebody's walked into a room and sold something, you know? Like, yeah. When you really think of business like that, it is all a psychology game, supply and yeah. demand. It's making decisions, it's emotions. What would you say uh, in, on that side of things in relation to making the connection between mental performance and the business side and how it's worked out for you? You can't, like, you You all struggle to, to scale and grow a business without having those things tapped in, I think. Or, you know, you might be able to fucking grow a business, but we all know that it's going to get to a point where you can't handle it anymore. And I think that that's one of the biggest things is, like, if you are a respectable coach, like, nothing's going to mean more to you than the standards and what people say about your business. And you, like, I honestly think, like, the decisions that I was making compared to the decisions that I'm able to make now the amount of bandwidth I've got to accept difficult challenges and difficult clients and problems with our coaches is just 10 times more, you know, and I don't, it doesn't affect me in my personal life and things like that now, because I've got hold on those things rather than it used to sit in my head and never used to sleep because I'd be worried about one client asking to leave, you know, so it just allows you to make logic decisions and also enjoy your life outside of work as well and, and grow and scale respectively rather than just built on pain. And you're somebody that's consistently invested and worked on that because a lot of people do perhaps the evolution program and they go, oh, it's done now because they're not in immediate pain, but you're somebody yeah. that's consistently, and there's been times where you've taken breaks and then you've come back, but you've consistently put in that work over the long run. And you're now two and a half years into this, into this journey. As you look back on that, what would you say to Anna at the beginning that, continuously showed up and did the work and laid in that groundwork because she did she took risks that wasn't an easy thing for her to do yeah I, I think it's just I think always saying reminding yourself like it's like I always refer it back to a client's like fat loss journey it's no different is that you doing something and overcoming something and then just outing because you feel good is no different to your client losing doing a massive shoot diet and then messaging you saying yeah I feel fucking great see you later so it's no, it's no different in that, like, with my mindset, I've realized, and I wish I knew at the time as well, like, this would be a long game, and it's going to go up and down, like body fat does, you know, and you've got to constantly be aware, like I said to you earlier, 
sometimes our calls are just like, yeah, I'm all good. And then, you know, I never know two months later, I could be like, fucking hell, Kieran, I need to speak to you every week. So you can never predict the outcome, but you can control the input. So I think it's just about making sure that you always control the input and the behaviours that you put into things like this and understand that you can't control the outcome, isn't it? Um, and that I think that's one thing that's really like now stuck in my head is that you've, like, you've got to turn up and do the work even if you feel good um, because you never know mm. when the shit days are going to come. <laughs> you want to be prepared yeah. and ready for them. And part of it as well is like mental performance isn't just about when things are going bad. Mental performance is also about optimization. So the conversations that you and I are having now are optimization. How can we optimize this? How can we get better, stronger, faster, quicker? Yeah. Sometimes things are so flowing. It's a case of like even even today, the context of the back of this podcast, uh, Anna came in, we checked in on it, all everything that she's she's up to and what's going on. And actually we decided, you know what, let's park this session, come back to it next month. Um, because you're good. And as a coach, it can be really tempting to just try and implement new stuff to try and feel valuable. When actually, if everything's running, if everything's working, don't break it. Don't yeah. break it. Don't fuck with the sausage machine. That metaphor <laughs> comes from the idea of we spend so much time trying to build a high performance sausage machine. And so when you pull the handle, out comes a sausage. Well, if you're pulling the handle, out comes sausages and it's working. Well, don't fuck with that. Like it works. And that's... <laughs> That's what we could describe Anna, a high-performance sausage machine. <laughs> it's working, it's moving, it's rolling, it's optimized, it's it's doing what it needs to do, and uh, you're now you're now reaping the rewards of that. So just a, a huge well done, and from you know as a coach, I'm incredibly proud of you. Like pound for pound, yeah. we're going to get you to fight Anna at the beginning of the, the the TMP journey. It would just be a straight, outright, disgusting be first round knockout. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be ruthless. It wouldn't even An be fair. You and I have become. <laughs> that doesn't sound good, does it? We'll take that one back. Yeah, not yeah, not quite. It's not it's not quite as. Uh, I going to listen to this and be quite, like, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's not quite funny when you say it, but. <laughs> oh, I've got one final question for you, Moondog. Um, yeah. If if forget us as a team, but what does the phrase "total mental performance" mean to you? If you had total mental performance, how would you know? Oh. I feel like the word clarity would come to mind. Total mental performance. Clarity in control. Yeah. It it, it mean for me it means like just actually having having control over your mind because it I think it's so easy for old beliefs, habits, emotions, patterns to consume you and not allow you to go in the direction you need and I think for me now I feel it it's just pure clarity and you know just feeling unstoppable because when you can clear all of those clouds at the front of your head you can just really drive forward and achieve and without moving those things like those things never go away they're like habits you know emotions and and old beliefs so yeah that that would be what total mental performance means to me there's a coach he's the author of um, higher purpose and he said People don't need more therapy. They need more clarity. And that really fascinates my idea. And when we think about what TMP does, it gives you clarity, clarity on who you are, clarity, clarity on why you do what you do, clarity on well, why these emotions are coming up and what do I do about them and how can I make better decisions in order to achieve my objectives. And you've done an absolutely great job at that. So Moondog, thank you so much for being such a superstar client. It's always an Thanks honor for and having pleasure me. and just watching your journey. 
has been uh, inspiring. No, thank you so much. It's obviously, I think, I don't even know where I'd be or what I'd be doing or, well, you know, I had some really challenging thoughts when we first met of, you know, not, not actually wanting to be here. So I can't thank you enough for everything that you've done for me and for putting up with me for two and a half years. But yeah, if, if there's anyone listening that hasn't started to work with the team and you do have your own challenges, like, like you say to people who want to change their body, your mindset is even more valuable than how much body fat you've got. So you would be crazy to not do it uh, and not invest in yourself because you will make the money back within a few months and how well you're able to perform in your business as well. So no, massive thanks for me. And I'll be here for another 10 years, probably. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Where can people find you, Moondog? Train with underscore Anna. That is me. Wonderful. So that's on, that's on Instagram team. If you love this podcast, please share it. We're trying to get this stuff out to the world. Tag us in your stories. Uh, ultimately, why do we do the podcast? It's to help coaches and entrepreneurs realize that they're not alone. There is another way to be successful. You don't have to just do it on pain, chaos, and destruction. You can hit flow state. You can enjoy what you do and, and achieve fulfillment. So please share it out. Moondog, thanks so much. And team, that's another Thank TMP you. podcast episode. Boom.